0: podcast part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan here with you to uh, come your way a little early this week because there's some news to celebrate some expected news Sean I feel like it's episode 43 but should we just call it episode 2 part 2 or something like that for
1: for Jeter Uh, getting in I uh, I mean, if you want to start with the marketing gimmicks already, I saw actually uh, kudos to our our hosts, Pinstripe Alley. They were the first Cooperstown with a two in place of the S oh, yeah. that I Great saw stuff. tweeted out. So I hope you guys trademark that or something because <laughs> um, yeah, that that's definitely uh, definitely uh, a nice one. And I just logged into Jeter's baseball reference page, and it's got Hall of Fame and gold up on the top. So that's. That's nice to see, but I'll let you talk about it, Jeter's been your guy since, uh, let's see, you were six years old, so take it away, how, how do you feel about it and, and, and everything, go ahead.
0: I, I, like we were saying before we started recording, like this, we knew this was coming, we knew this was coming for years and years, but it's still, obviously for me it's always cool to talk about Jeter, because like you said, I've don't think I'd be half the baseball fan I am today if I didn't if I didn't grow up paralleled with Jeter's prime. I've my first like live memory of watching a baseball game is Jeter throwing out Cal Ripken to end the ALCS in '96. It's like the earliest possible memory I could think of when it came to watching baseball, and obviously it's been my favorite player ever since. And I, I, I'm I'm a Totally aware and in agreement with all the knocks against him defensively. And and he did have some rough seasons at the end after struggling with, um, with that ankle injury. But, I mean, this was as no-brainer as, as no-brainer gets. I know he came a vote short, but that really isn't any reason to diminish this celebration. That Jeter's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And also really cool that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame... Going alongside Larry Walker, who is just as deserving, and it was getting a little scary that he wasn't going to get in, but he he just gets in 76.6% or, or something like that. So just a, a cool day for for baseball in, in a time where baseball needs a, a cool day to celebrate some uh, some good times, given everything that's been going on around the league recently. And what better uh, what better player to to help provide distraction than, than talking about how awesome Jeter was.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was stoked about Larry Walker, too. Um, definitely got more of a reaction for that because it was unexpected, and then Jeter comes on and you just start grinning, and um, then you find out he wasn't unanimous, and you're just like, well, whatever. I mean, just one guy. And I thought, um, not sure. I mean, I think it was Ken Rosenthal made a good point. He said it could have just been somebody who knew Jeter was going to get in didn't think he'd be the one guy to break the unanimous thing and wanted to give a vote to somebody else. I don't know if that's true. Um, but either way, you should be voting for Derek Jeter if you only have a limited number of picks, but I mean, whatever, who cares? He's in the hall of fame. I mean, that's all you can want. And yeah, I mean, they were, you know, today was kind of like a big Jeter highlight day on Twitter and, and, and YouTube and just kind of watching all that stuff and taking you back. And, um, you know, just you, you start in 96 watching the opening day home run and the Jeffrey Mayer, and then you go through everything else. And it's just what a, what a collection of moments he has. And then he's got the, the offensive numbers to back it up. I mean, you know, he finishes his career as a shortstop with an 817 OPS, an OPS plus of 115 for his career. Which he was putting up MVP caliber seasons right up until that ankle fails him in the 2012 playoffs. You know, two, 2012 was one of his best years. He he hit 316, 15 homers, 791 OPS, um, 114 OPS plus that year. So I, I mean, a solid career through and through. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm excited. You get Mo and G back to, or Mo and Moose, and then Jeet back to back, and uh, nice time to be a Yankee fan. And uh, I guess this kind of closes the book on that era, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I, mean,
0: I don't, I can't remember what percentage Pettit got, but you know, I think it's pretty clear that that Pettit won't be won't be getting in. Um, so yeah, I, I would say so. I'd say uh, this is the kind of the last glaring opportunity for us all to talk about just how amazing this era was um as a Yankee well, fan and just how dominant I, they were
1: we might be able to talk about it next week with our guest. we'll just tease that oh yeah as a as a, as a little tease there no but, it's not um, Derek
0: Jeter unfortunately
1: <laughs> no 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 um, so you know, you know, one of the things that recently has kind of, like, I thought about Jeter, and I don't mean to bring up a negative, but I'm just curious for you how you deal with it. You know, the story comes out for when – t- first of all, when he took over the Marlins, things went poorly, and he fired that dude with cancer and blah, blah, blah. Are you able to separate that from his playing career? Do you just look past it? Do you just say, oh, whatever, this is who he is now, but I'm going to think about the memories. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Now, obviously, the Yankees have guys that we have to deal with that did more vile shit than that, but – I'm just curious how you think about it because it, it kind of changes how I feel about about him in the in the entirety. But I'm still able to go back and watch all these highlights that I watched today and just be like, "Dude, just delivered time after time for me, memory after memory."
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't separate anything to be honest. Jeter was like a, a godlike figure in my life as a kid, but I think as I as I got older, and, and as he got older, it became uh, easier to kind of, you know, realize that he, like anyone else, is a faulty human being. Was probably a uh, very, probably could be a little more forgiving when it came to people that uh, that wronged him along the way. Obviously, like the that poor guy off. that
1: dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's have him on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, like you know, he's just a a faulty human being like all of us and was an incredible player to watch. And I really, given some of the things that we have to kind of not navigate around because in no way are we trying to ignore anything, but like the things that we have to root for in spite of some players that are currently on the Yankees, like the fact that Jeter has had a rough transition into ownership and was probably hardened by fame in the latter years of his career I don't know it just it just doesn't bother me I'm I feel like I'm plenty aware enough now to realize that the way Jeter was painted in my mind as a kid was not how things really are like yeah
1: Jeter's, I mean being, a yeah, being yeah and you know to be clear being a cold-blooded businessman is a hell of a lot different than you know, a lot of the other stuff with that we've talked about, as, as you referenced. So I'm not trying to equate the two. Um,
0: yeah.
1: You know, my favorite player has his own smears now. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of anger. A
0: little bit of anger problems.
1: Well, I mean, just pick up the balls after you're done hitting. It's <laughs> simple courtesy. Mike Vileka, or whatever his name was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, yeah. That, you know, I'm, I'm able to separate Sort of like pre and post, I guess, with Jeep. But uh, yeah, I mean, today was a today was an awesome day just to think about it, and um, and yeah, I'm glad that you'll be going to Cooperstown. I'm gonna sit this one out. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel the need to, or or the want to go and, and go through that whole circus. But um, you know, if Tino got it, I'd go. But you know, that, that's yeah, about I do
0: feel the need. I feel like it's I feel like it's expected of me.
1: <laughs> of, course, of course
0: I wanna go, but it, um and it's also something that I've never experienced Hall of Fame yeah. weekend, so
1: Oh, you'll have a great time. Jeter's your Jeter's your boy. I mean you this is it. This is the last Jeter thing that ever comes up. You know what I mean? Like this
0: Yeah. We we were there when he had his last game, we were there when they retired his number. I'll be there when he gets enshrined in the Hall of Fame, and then yeah, I mean that's that's it. Oh. I'm sure MLB what? will try to bring up more reasons to, you know, post a bunch of Jeter highlights and, and stuff like that, but there really won't be any uh, direct.
1: There'll be a Hall of Fame celebration day at the stadium this year. That you know that. Oh, that yeah. will... So you'll get that. You'll get the induction, and, and that'll be it. And yeah, so that that's that's it. So I guess. What are your uh, – you, you, you want to rank your Jeter moments or uh, give me a, give me like a top five?
0: Uh, hmm. You know, it's so funny. It's like every time – every time like I think about that now, I can't tell if it's recency bias or the fact that I was there. But it still just feels like his last game at the stadium is like number one for me because, A, obviously we were there. And, yeah. But even though, like, the stakes weren't as, obviously, as high as a bunch of his other incredible moments, like, it was just, like, you literally couldn't script a better ending. And, like, for as loud and crazy as the stadium went, which is still probably the loudest I've, I've heard the stadium, even after being to a bunch of playoff games in, in recent years, um, for as, like, crazy as we all went, there was also, like, the well, of course this happened, which is like yeah. perfectly encapsulates like how what it was like watching Jeter's career.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, Robertson gives up the two solo shots in the top of the ninth, and you immediately go, oh, well, Jeter's up third, guy gets on, Gardner was leading off, get him over, get him in, and that's just like, you're like, that probably won't happen, but I wouldn't be, it's Jeter, you, you know, you never know. But uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to put World Series walk-off in a swing game of the World Series. You know,
0: that
1: yeah. the, the Mr. November home run would probably be number one. See, uh, I'd
0: probably still even put the flip play before that.
1: Yeah. It yeah, was I'd, just
0: so improbable. And, and, I mean, talk about swing game. Like, they're down yeah. two games to none. They're on the road, um, clinging to a one-run lead. Like, that was that was still so insane. Like, I just... I don't know. I, I obviously we were we were still young at the time, and I didn't really wrap my head around like just how crazy of a play that was. But just like that's one of those where like the more I watch it, it just loses absolutely none of the like holy shit value of like that was just such an unreal play.
1: Oh yeah, play. Obviously, the flip play has its own stories, and you know, Giambi does. Jeremy Giambi doesn't slide. He is out. But there's. Plenty of views of Posada putting that tag on. Great tag by Jorge, um, but just to be in the right place at the right time, and that you know that's sort of what like Ruko had said. You know, if, I, I think it was Ryan Ruko who said it the night of his the last home game. It, you know, if you were ju- if you're judging Jeter just by statistics, you missed the point, and that's me saying that. Who you know my career and my education is all in statistics but there's just sometimes man you just got to enjoy enjoy the moment enjoy the people and and Jeter is one of those and that's a moment like that and you know an underrated now obviously there's the dive into the stands there's the the tumble into the stands but I, I mean one of my most underrated plays for Jeter is is the throw to get uh, Timo Perez out at home in Game One of the 2000 World Series, and, and you know that game doesn't go to extra innings without that play. And when you watch that relay, how insane it is! I mean, that's that's got to be one of his more underrated plays. I'm not saying it be in my top five, but just talking about his defensive plays, I mean, that is one of the one of the five best defensive plays. You got the flip, the the dive into the stands, the tumble into the stands, the backhand throw against the Indians in '98, and, and that I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think the relay throw to get Timo is a dark horse for to be in my top five Jeter moments because like it was huge. I mean that was that helped like decide the game. And if they lose that game then then who knows what the what the rest of the series looks like. Could certainly change. One of the many reasons he won M V P that year, the that World Series, the lead off home run off of uh, Bobby Jones was another was another big moment. I guess I'd. I, I guess mean,
1: think think about it. The Yankees had won what ninety six four in a row ninety eight. So they they had won fourteen World Series games in a row. They lose one. So now the Mets have a little hope. They win they win game three, their first game home. Now they come back for game four. And Jeter, G- <laughs> first pitch of the game,
0: yeah, oh, launches great. a homer, unreal. I would. So I guess I would say. I just, it's so hard to order, but I guess I would say his last game, the flip, the um, Mr. November home run, um, I get the three thousand home run, three home run for three thousand, and just that game as a whole. I mean, going five for five and uh, having like the clutch single in the eighth inning, also. And then what would the last one be? See, that's where it gets that's where it gets tough for me
1: thats you got got to pick one out but yeah that the you know we we hadn't even gotten into Mr. 3000 yet which is such a iconic game and and a ton of iconic games that he had throughout his career and, and I, I mean that's definitely in my top 5 too um that was incredible and and when you think about like all the all the fanfare all season marching up to that and then you have a slump to start your year you come back strong and then you have a game like that it's just that's insane 5 for 5 game winning hit home run for your 3000th hit and to make it sweeter you always have that picture of David Price just like yeah. acting like he just got punched in the gut when that ball goes out
0: yeah but that's still only a that's still a close second to best reaction David Price reaction faces after a home run, <laughs> Judge's home run in Game Two of the 2018 ALDS, like that yeah. that view from behind home plate where Price is just like <laughs> head back, eyes closed, like like yeah. like oh shit, like <laughs> that's probably the the best one. But yeah. no, I mean the 3,000 is, is a lock for for his top moments. If you had if you had to pick um like an under the radar one that not a lot of people bring up in terms of one of your favorite jeter moments because obviously the ones we all just listed have been recounted to exhaustion but like what about one that doesn't get brought up a lot i have mine you might Uh, say the same one
1: all right i'll say this one just because it came to the top of my head and it's because i was there but when he came off the dl in 2013 and hit hit a home run hit a home run on the first pitch which was the second time coming off the dl but that was really okay jeter's back the stadium was actually sold out because it was a deki matsui day and um Jeter went yard on the very first pitch of the game, uh, or the first pitch uh, for the, of the Yankees at bat. Um, and it was like, I mean, I remember I called you. You were yeah. living in Wilmington at the time, and I was just like screaming into the phone, the fire rises. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then Jeter wound up not having such a great year. But that was that was no. really cool.
0: That's a good one. Mine is his home run in the 2009 ALDS in game oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the Yankees had gone on this stretch of... They missed the playoffs the year before, and then before that, they went on that painful stretch of losing in the ALDS from 2002 to, to 2007, with the exception of 2004, and and it's like, CC is a little shaky in Game 1, he, he gives up two runs and they're down, and then that was just like, I don't know, that was just like Jeter's way of showing, like, this isn't going to be like it has been in recent years, like... Where this is like the type of team that can that can win it all, and he like immediately kind of squashed those feelings of uneasiness, reminded us all like, okay, this is still the Twins, like the Yankees are going to win. Yeah, it was
1: the I got this moment. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that'd be my dark horse. You know, if you had cut a few less classes that year, Dad would have let you <laughs> out a racquetball, and we could have we could have been there. But it's neither here nor there now. Yeah, that is
0: that's one of the most unforgivable, uh, unforgivable acts by Dad, not letting yeah. us go to that game.
1: And you know we haven't brought up another dark horse that doesn't get talked about because the series winds up not being one we like talk about. But Game One 06. I mean, he has the great year in 2006 where he should have won MVP. Game One goes of five for five in Game One with the home run at the end. To, to you know the exclamation point at the end is a home run and. Uh, He just had a a knack for rising to the moment. We haven't even brought up the Jeffrey Mayer home run, which uh, I mean, you know, how much credit do you give to Jeter? How much credit do you give to Mayer? But either either way, it's a home run in the eighth inning that ties ties game one of the American League Championship Series.
0: Yeah. So that's another huge one. And then there's his flair single in the 96 World Series, which helped start the rally that began the – epic comeback in in game four yeah Uh, also a little bit of good fortune because he probably should have been out on the pitch before that when uh umpire froze like a statue yeah special thanks to the right field umpire i can't remember his name
1: bobby cox probably remembers it. he was pissed
0: oh i'm sure he does (laughs) but yeah i mean just god there's there's so many like there's it's uh it was definitely spoiled you were definitely spoiled growing up being a being a Jeter fan because he gave you so much to root for and obviously a lot of his you know shortcomings have come out in, in retirement and and becoming an owner and just shows you like how dedicated he was to kind of like showing the best version of himself to the thousands and millions of fans that worshiped him during his during his playing career was it always authentic probably not but did, did he ever give an intriguing interview probably not but that was just his way of kind of magically almost going through a 20 year career in the most exposed media market in the world on what was the most dominant team in the sporting world at the time and like avoiding any negative press while, while also not really hiding either because he went out all the time. Like he was a very uh, prominent eligible bachelor through his playing career. So I don't know. I still think that's pretty magical that he was able to do that and uh, just was still held in such high regard by the time he retired.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I really there, you know, you have the list of his, girlfriends and whatnot but other than that he kind of gave you just enough in terms of personality to to keep you coming back for more and and he knew how to play the media and he knew how to um you know he knew how to keep himself out of the headlines even though as he was dating mariah carey and minka kelly and everybody else in between black widow i think for a while yeah
0: yep scarlett johansson yep
1: so um Obviously, the best Yankee relationship was when Kate Hudson came in and, and freed A Rod of his postseason <laughs> curses. But you know, that's, that's for that's for a podcast in the two years when A Rod gets in, I guess. Well, that probably won't happen. Never mind. No. But, Hope, uh, hopefully,
0: one day, but do not think he's going to be <laughs> be first ballot.
1: Yeah, you know, another one uh, that we haven't brought up was. Uh, I remember watching this game alone because I think you had a fall ball game. But in 2000, the Yankees sneak into the playoffs or stumble, we should say, because the East wasn't yeah. strong that year. It's they beat very, Oakland in five. Slow. Yeah. And then in, they're, they're losing to the Mariners and they can't get their offense going. And, it, you know, in, in game two, I think it was they, they lose game one and in game two. And Jeter hits a big home run that game to get them to get them going. And and kind of turns that that inning kind of turns that series around, um, and, and then he you know he has a, a 105.5 OPS in the ALCS in two thousand, and follows that up with a thirteen forty four OPS in the World Series. So I mean, small sample size and all, but <laughs> but I mean, Derek Jeter's OPS career in the World Series is is eight thirty two. So I mean. It's pretty, pretty freaking good out of your shortstop.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is good. And, I mean, that's even with um, the way he struggled in the 2001 World Series. Um, missing well, November he was playing, Homer, he was playing really Notwithstanding. Hurt. Yeah, he was playing hurt. Um, and, uh... and played hurt down the stretch of 2012 and still stayed in and helped the Yankees uh, hold on to first place and get to the ALCS. And, you know, obviously – like that's,
1: I mean, he it, was so hurt that series. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but he, he was so hurt that Tori was um, Girardi was taking him out of games early, like even in the Orioles series, and he still hit .364.
0: Yeah, that's it, it's ridiculous. insane. I don't know. I just think of the way to describe Jeter. Just he's the man. Jeter is the man.
1: It's weird to look at him, like I don't know. Just guy sends me for a trip and makes me feel old. But like looking at him giving his interview on MLB Network, I'm like, damn, he looks that old. I'm old <laughs> as shit because I was watching him when I was eight years old. Yeah, but that's it. Derek Jeter is the first player player jersey I ever got. Best friend Alex got it for me for my eighth birthday. Then he went to Game One of the World Series and watched. Fred McGriff hit a home run off the foul pole after Andrew Jones hit two homers off Pettit. Or one off Pettit and one off Boweringer, excuse me. So,
0: Well, in Little League, I would only wear Fila cleats and wristbands because that, <laughs> that was Jeter's endorsement deal <laughs> at, at the time.
1: Who, what, what was the, the, the shoe brand, like the dress shoe brand that he endorsed that when we went to Catholic school, we had to get those because they Jeter (laughs) and and they were like, no, we don't make these in kid sizes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember.
1: Floor shine, floor shine. (laughs) Yeah. I never got onto the Fila train, but when I worked, um, when I was in project management at the credit reporting company I worked for, Fila was one of our biggest clients. And I always would think about Jeter every time (laughs) because they're, they're, their rep would call me all the time, but I always thought about Jeter because you know Jeter was Fila. God, how times have changed. If any if any major league was rep by Fila now, we'd be like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, if any player right now was rep by Fila, I would say, man, their career has hit a low. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've always wanted like that, but they don't really sell those. Like they, he has those shirts that have like the Jeter with like the home plate kind of thing. Yeah, and then
0: like the T running. Uh, yeah, in the but middle. They don't, they don't
1: sell those. Nope. Yeah. I almost got you a pair of Jeter cleats for your graduation from college, but they didn't make your size. Like, I had to buy them on eBay.
0: Mm.
1: It would have been quite, quite the expensive purchase, but they, they only had a size 13, so. Yeah. I, uh, I, I lucked, I lucked yeah. out. I didn't feel guilty about it. <laughs> the trip although to we, the Yankee game.
0: Yeah, the trip to the Yankee game and, and meeting Cecil Fielder and John Flaherty was was just as good.
1: Flash. Yeah, so I don't know. What else you got anything else you want to add in about Jeter? I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not upset about him not getting unanimous.
0: No, I don't Uh, care at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I people like you know, like we were saying, like when we started talking about this, I think when the ballots came out and we just like kind of briefly went over it and last year when Mo got in, it's just it just takes one stupid person. And like we're saying, at that point, Jeter had definitely spurned more people than Mariano had, and Mariano had a better image when he was up for election um, than Jeter did at the time. So it just takes one person who's like, "I'm not going to vote for him because he started the Players Tribune, and I feel like that affects my livelihood." Yeah, maybe
0: it. that maybe that was the reason. Who knows? But honestly, it it uh. It represents Jeter was not the perfect player at all. He was a subpar uh, shortstop defensively. And but even through all that, I mean, he's such an obvious Hall of Famer. And I, I mean, plenty of people are in the Hall of Fame and not because of statistical production or things like that, just because of like what they did for the game or or things like that. And he was the face of baseball for a long time. And the face of my childhood basically
1: yeah um i was actually looking at maybe for like a segment for this show doing an episode um where we picked like a yankee hall of fame so i calculated the percentage of players that make the hall of fame out of major league baseball and i realized that we would exceed like we would have to be leaving hall of famers that have played for the yankees off (laughs) because the yankees have had so many great players so it would be a totally stupid exercise, yeah. but um, it's incredible that the Yankees have had so many Hall of Famers. Jeter's just another one. Uh, you know, he's not. Where do you where do you put him of all time Yankees? I, like let's 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 open that can of worms.
0: That's tough. I mean, he, in terms of like what he meant to the Yankees, or in terms of like best baseball players,
1: just in terms of of their Yankee career. You could you could phrase it however you want.
0: If it's in terms of Yankee career and all encapsulating and like, yeah, just like being a Yankee, uh, I guess it would be the Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, Mantle, Berra,
1: Jeter. Okay. I can live with that,
0: honestly, Jeter would probably belong in there above somebody.
1: Well. Um, depending on how you rank them, I mean, he does have a higher career war than Yogi and Bill Dickey. If you rank them by war, it goes Ruth, Gehrig, Mendel DiMaggio, Jeter. There you go. Pretty insane that Babe Ruth played in 700 less games than Derek Jeter and has over twice the career war. <laughs> Now, obviously, that's compared to the league at the time, which is yeah. just that, you know, Babe Ruth was insane. So, Yes, he was. Um, yep. And then pitchers, I mean, you know, the, the highest per war for a Yankee pitcher is Andy Pettit with 57.1. You have Whitey Ford, obviously, next. Uh, Ron Guidry, Red Ruffing. Jeter's but, like um,
0: 77 or seven. Yes. Something.
1: Yeah, he's like 73. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually cool with your list. If you put Jeter above Yogi, um, then he does make the top five. And I think that's fine to do. I think it could go either way, depending on how important you think catcher is. But, um, you know, as you pointed out to me today when I was making my case for Tino Martinez, uh, <laughs> there, Jeter does have very – you know, Jeter's base running base runs um, – Value is twenty four. Mickey Mantle's is twenty one point eight. Everybody else for the Yankees in this list is actually negative, including Joe DiMaggio. Interesting. So yeah, that's that's it. Jeter, Jeter's a top five. Jeter is number five of the top five.
0: All right, that's that's fair. And I think honestly, if you, if if we like discarded like the stats and 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 in terms of, like, best baseball player and switch the discussion to, like, who is the most universally beloved Yankee, I'd say Jeter's probably number two behind Babe Ruth.
1: Um... I don't know. You, uh, or at least home.
0: there's a cer- certainly a discussion for that.
1: Y- yeah, th- no, there's definitely a discussion, but, I mean, you watch... When Don Mattingly finally got into the playoffs, how much people actually loved that guy?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean we we're too young to understand it at the time, or, or I guess um, take that in. But you know, Mattingly might be more loved than than Jeter. That you know that that's a possibility. But I mean, in terms in terms of impact on the franchise, I also think Mickey Mantle was you know. Oh, yeah, him too, of course. Uh, oh, God. According according to Mike Francesa, everybody wanted to have <laughs> sex with him. Um, so, anyway. I was looking at the top 25 or uh, top 30 Yankees in career war, and I'll give you a dollar if you could tell me who's tied for – one of the guys tied for 25th. So tw- oh. tied for the 25th best best Yankee pitcher of all time. Pitcher? By war, yeah, pitcher.
0: Tied for twenty fifth.
1: Tied for twenty fifth.
0: I don't know. Uh, hmm. Can I have some type of hint? Um. Did I did I did I ever watch? You've him si- t- you
1: you've you've attended games where he's pitched. Tanaka. How long? i did you look that up? What? No,
0: I didn't.
1: Masahiro Tanaka. number Tied for number 25 with Jack Quinn. Whoever the hell that is. All
0: right, well, you can Venmo me that dollar.
1: Well, you still owe me money for the Super Bowl boxes, so I'll, I'll take that right off the top.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, CC Sabathie is number 10. Andy Pettis, number one. Brian Rivera is number five. <laughs> Mike Messina, number seven. Wow, Moose put up higher career war, more war with the Yankees than Sabathia. That's why war for pitchers is always tricky.
0: Yeah, but we're obviously glad Moose is in the Hall of Fame. Of course. And now, and now Jeter is. So I mean, what? Any other closing thoughts on Jeter getting in? That really is the only thing to talk about.
1: Listen, I'm I'm asking you trivia questions about the 25th person on the Yankees <laughs> career war list. Do you think I got anything? You got? You think I have anything else up my sleeve?
0: No. So I guess all that's left to say is. We are super excited that Jeter's in the Hall of Fame and was uh, my favorite player, one of Sean's favorite players. I th- Well, where do- Yeah, that's an interesting question to ask you. It's pretty obvious that Jeter is my favorite Yankee of all time, and it's a pretty, uh, pretty sizable gap between whoever would be next on, on my list, although there's obviously a bunch of beloved Yankees from my lifetime, a bunch of them on the current team, but for you... Where does, where does Jeter rank? There's Tino for you, and then I would assume Pettit's second.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go Tino Pettit as my top two, my favorite player and position position player and pitcher. Um, right now, I'd probably have Jeter at mm, probably number three. Solid. Aaron, Aaron Judge is climbing that list, though. Oh, yeah.
0: He's, he's, the, he's the man.
1: Um, but I also, I was a big Jorge guy. I, I really enjoyed Mariano, but Mariano made it so easy. It was hard to say like, Oh, Mo's my favorite player. I was always a big Bernie guy. Um, love Bernie. Yeah. So it kind of rotates for me between, between them, but I don't know. I, I might put Bernie number three, actually. And Jeter number four, Posada five. But it, it goes back and forth. But he's somewhere in the top five, but not in the top two. I just, you know, sometimes like you're like everybody likes this guy. I'm gonna pick somebody else. It just was sort of that situation where you had you had the Jeter uh, you had the Jeter fandom covered for the family. Um, yeah. So I, I gravitated towards Tino. And plus, I'm left-handed and and thought I could play first base and and whatnot. So I thought I was. could
0: play shortstop and probably have similar range to Jeter in the tw- twilight years of his career.
1: Well, I mean, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you, <laughs> you 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 came up with some some big stops in the postseason when we needed you over there at third base. So it's uh, it's working out for you. Yeah. I'll, all right. I'll, get, I'll give you one more trivia question. Okay. Of all all time Yankee careers, give me the two lowest or the two highest excuse me the two highest fips
0: in yankee history yankee in terms history. of like just their career as a yankee
1: yeah of of qualified pitchers though so it's not a guy that's pitched like 10 innings so
0: it's not gonna be like Keiagawa. uh
1: no he's not qualified okay um might be but he's not yeah no he can't be because he's not on this first page
0: uh
1: there's 147 players that are qualified
0: <laughs> how much money do i get for this one
1: None, because you cheat every time. (laughs) Uh, one of. I should make you put your hands on your head next time I ask you a (laughs) trivia question, so I can see you're not typing.
0: Um, Uh, you want to hit? Can I also can I ask the same question? Have I seen them pitch in my lifetime?
1: You, uh, you've you've seen them pitch, but I don't think in person. Uh, I'm not. I'm pretty sure you didn't see one person. The other one you might have.
0: Okay, uh, but they pitched during my lifetime.
1: They pitched during your lifetime, and they're t- probably when you, when I say them, you're going to say those are two of the three because there's another one I see on here that you might guess, but you'd be like, those were very obvious.
0: Hmm. And now is this is their fit just from like when they were Yankees?
1: Just when they were Yankees. Yankee Career only.
0: That's tough. I don't know. Kevin Brown.
1: No, it's not a bad guess, but no. You're not not even not even close.
0: <laughs> um man, I have I have no idea.
1: All right. So, one of the ones I thought you might guess that was at number, he's number four, he's the fourth worst is Kenny Rogers.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Second worst, I don't know how you didn't get this one fat pussy Toad, Hideki Rabu. Jeez. Worst FIP of all time, Yankee qualified pitchers, Javier Vasquez. Vasquez? Oh,
0: okay. I, I remember, that, He, remember he popped in my thought mind. it'd
1: be a good idea to bring him back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you can't bring him. He was <laughs> awful. He was so bad. They, they traded Melky for him, right? I believe so. Yeah, because that was the Melky trade, and then they traded um, Austin Jackson for Granderson.
0: Yeah, that one worked out a little better.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was a good one. Uh, Granderson's one of those guys. I I really wish he got a oh, ring. With. Yeah, he's loved Granderson. I would have been happy if he got a ring with the Mets. I mean, no, me too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I wish he got a chance to to win a World Series. I mean, I guess he had a chance, but Lucas threw it away. <laughs> or Terry Collins by leaving in um, leaving in Matt Harvey.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, we're officially off the rails. What are you looking forward to this week?
1: Um, probably pulling up the Yankees leaderboards and coming with more <laughs> things to ask you that have nothing to do with their Jeter getting the Hall of Fame. Um Let's see this week I'm going to see 1917 tomorrow you've told me it's very good so I, I guess I'm looking forward to that and hopefully having a having a relaxing weekend what about you
0: I have no idea um, oh I got playing ping pong gonna host some tournaments with my with uh, me and my friends Name's went gone, in, gone. <laughs> me and my friends went in on a ping-pong table my my place was chosen as the place to keep it so I'm gonna host some ping pong
1: tournaments if you get a new job and move away you just pack that up and you can bring it over here
0: yeah sure folds cool. right up
1: uh, and I guess we're probably both looking forward to this this interview we have tentatively scheduled for Monday which will be uh will oh, be yeah re- so
0: yeah we'll be excited to share that with everyone that will wait until next week though but uh
1: and jinx it (laughs) in case we get a cancellation.
0: yeah but until then congrats to uh to Derek Jeter my hero Sean's third maybe fourth hero (laughs) and um
1: whoa 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 whoa. I mean Henrik Lundqvist ranks above Derek Jeter athletes for me all right
0: on that note I don't want to talk about this anymore
1: I remember was has much better hair than Derek Jeter ever had. Derek Jeter's bald, so. Well, I remember he had that high fade up until, like, what, 2003? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time, time to go. And I asked Mom when I
0: was a kid if I can get that haircut.
1: <laughs> You've kind of went the Jeter route now. You, like, you keep it pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Long way from your emo days. Oh, yeah. Well, going to bring it back. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
0: Well, thanks, everyone, for listening and putting up with the last 20 minutes or so. And um, we'll talk to everyone next week.
1: See you later, everybody.